Drood, everyone, I'm back. This is my sixth episode. I have to make a correction that last time um, it was my fifth episode, and I said that's my fourth episode. So making that corrected. Um, there are a bunch of things I'm going to talk about today. Um, this podcast really helps me. I was thinking right before hitting the start recording uh, that the fact that I'm recording this to, for myself and I'm doing this for myself um, makes it easier for me to do it. If I was doing it for, I don't know, money or others or if it was a job-related kind of situation, and I might have never done it the way I'm doing it. So I'm kind of passionate about this. Um, and it makes me um, makes me feel good. Um, again, I have a lot going on in my head. And putting these thoughts outside of my head, out of my head, it just makes me feel much better. And hopefully it will catch some attentions and it will make some people aware of some of the things that they may not uh, hear about on other platforms on, on TV. So, um, yeah, I have only 30 minutes, so I'm going to always limit myself to 30 minutes. I want to go over that. And that sometimes limitations brings uh, creativity and freedom. Uh, so that's a good thing. It's not open-ended like uh, the other podcasts, like I've mentioned this before, like Joe Rogan's that goes, it's like they, they will stop whenever. Um, and that's fine, but there's a different format. So uh, let's talk about Trump. <laughs> let's talk about Trump. So I was thinking, do you guys remember that all the media, mainstream, uh, blame mainstream media, the fake news, CNN, MSNBC, all of those guys um, were saying that Trump would start another war before uh, leaving the office. Do you guys remember that? How much they've been focusing on that? And there is this um, lobby of the is Islamic regime in Iran uh, here also in the U.S. was saying that, well, 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 look at Trump, President Trump. He, they, will, well, they, will, they would never respectfully talk about him. Um, look at Trump. Trump is going to start another war with Iran in the, in that uh, in the Middle East area with the militia that they have is so dangerous. So just be careful, like kick him out of office or he's a threat to the country, security of the country. Biden should be elected. All of that BS that they talked about. And he didn't. He was, he's one of the, I don't know, is he the only one or maybe the only one in the last uh, 30, 40 years who has not started a war uh, with any country? In fact, <laughs> he did he did make peace deals in the Middle East with Israel and um, some uh, Arab countries in that area, right? Um, the, the, the fact that if um, if um, Jared Kushner did it, or I mean, the fact that um, uh, if Israel and that peace deal is going to work out, is it not or not? But he did it. He made it happen. And that's what counts. And he was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. Unlike Obama, I was shockingly, like, when he was nominated, he he was, uh, I remember, I mean, I don't remember exactly what he did, but he was doing some kind of war in the area, in the region, and then he got nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. Just go figure. I feel, I feel like the Nobel Peace Prize has become a joke 
and it's got it's become so politically biased and it's got so contaminated by the uh, I try to not to curse and on this episode because um, the last one I was I, I'm always like angry of what's going on right now and so much uh, that is not fair to a lot of people, especially Trump. Again, as I said, I'm not a Trump supporter in a se- in the sense that I will worship him and say that he's the guy and he's going to do it, but uh, objectively and fact based. I always shape my views and perspectives about things that are happening around me and in the world, right? I'm not biased anyway. I always try to like uh, watch and, and listen to the both sides. I'm not following any, any news any, anymore, but here and there, I, I, you cannot you cannot evade them. You cannot escape it, right? Um, so that's one point. Just keep that in mind, and don't don't let the history be written by the uh, leftist historians or. Um, uh, university professors or because uh, a lot of those people um, faked history and made news in 1979 when the Iran unrest happened I don't call, well, I want to call it a revolution it was it was a chaos it was a rebel um, I hope I hope I really hope I can talk about more talk, talk more about uh, Iran before 1979. And especially, I hope I can talk more about Iran before 670 uh, AD, before the uh, the the um, the invasion of the uh, Muslim Arabs. And uh, I hope I can talk about these things later because the 670 AD is very much similar to uh, what happened in 1979 in Iran. So. Uh, but 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 the, the left media, the leftist media, then back then, and recently uh, for the presidential election, they kind of uh, manipulated and directed things in a sense to create this fake news and bubble around a lot of people. So I, I'm not talking about those. And let's not let those people write history for us. Let's just keep history and facts like I'm doing in our heads, and no one can, can get inside our heads, right? But be objectively uh, aware of what's happening right now. So later on, when you open CNN, and they say that, well, the, uh, the uh, fraudulent, fraudulent election was a big lie. Well, the big lie was what they did to Trump and tried to make that BS, um, just politically motivated impeachment, which was just a circus and a joke. And as you guys know, I don't know where you're located. If you're in Europe, probably you're being also dominated by left leftist media, and probably you don't hear much about these things. But just you know uh, that Trump was acquitted for the second time, and uh, he's he's made a statement about his acquittal. I just want because I know that you guys will not hear about it and will not listen and read. But I'm going to do it because I'm trying to be a fair, logical, objective person, not biased by um, uh, any socialist, leftist media that does the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do. Go and read Stalin and what he did, how many people he killed. Um, okay, so okay, so let me get the, uh, the statement. I'm, so I'm going to read part of the statement and, and see that how much this guy, President Trump, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to call him former President Trump 
because I don't believe that uh, uh, Joe Biden is legitimate president and he is legally elected because the, 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 the election was not transparent and it was not fair and nothing is proven to uh, to make another uh, the opposite argument that it was fair and transparent. So if if they followed what uh, Ted Cruz, by the way, Ted Cruz is, I think, for, again, I don't follow much, but from what I hear, Ted Cruz is doing really well in terms of uh, keeping his, his position on things that he did before the, the, the Capitol protest. Um, so I'm going to read part of his his statement when he when he uh, he made a statement. Trump uh, made a statement when he uh, when he was acquitted. He says it is a sad commentary on our times that one political party, the Democrats, in America is given a free pass to denigrate the rule of law, defame law enforcement, cheer mobs. Uh, do you guys remember? So I'm I'm just going to make comments. Uh, that do you guys remember that how um, um, uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi were kind of encouraging, motivating? They say that they showed it. They showed the videos uh, during the impeachment. Uh, the Trump's lawyers did that, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it because it was just just a joke. I don't waste my time on that. But do you guys remember that they would say that Antifa was burning businesses and 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 some of the places down they were breaking windows they were they were breaking into stores and stealing things and and attacking people and making autonomous zones and Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris were saying that well we don't know what's good to do and you know it's okay come on give me a break um cheer mob so that's what he's referring to which is 100% factual and objective just if you are a fair person you would say that yes this happened if you are uh, i've talked about this in previous episodes if you're in the in your bubble cognitively dissociated from the reality and just trying to confirm your biases then well you will say that you will see everything in a in a dark way excuse rioters that's what they did and transform justice into a tool of political vengeance and persecute, blacklist, cancel, and suppress all people and viewpoints with whom or which they disagree. Is it not is is it not that is it not true? Can you can you I couldn't say all that happened in the past months in these uh, words that Trump has done. I always have and always will be a champion for the unwavering rule of law, the heroes of law enforcement, and the right of Americans to peacefully and honorably debate the issues of the day without malice and without hate. Isn't isn't this guy amazing? Anyway, so this is one thing I just wanted to talk about. And another thing that I just wanted to talk about is Mitch McConnell. He's just such a sham. He's just a, uh, such a hack person he's just a such a fake and disloyal and such a low low guy he's such a low low guy uh, money loving and he loves power and i'm just shocked that he he's around but uh, as trump is saying that his 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 points uh, are are going down and he's not he's doing terribly right now uh, with the republican party and and the, the people who support republican party conservative people so um 
so uh, apparently Mitch McConnell has said that, well, Trump has uh, practically and morally is responsible for the Capitol Hill protest, which was just a sham and just a, it's a made up thing. And I've talked about it before, but I'm going to read the part of what he said. He says that my only regret, he so Trump has made a statement in response to um, Mitch McConnell. Uh, my only regret is that McConnell begged for my strong support and endorsement before the great people of Kentucky in the 2020 election. And I gave it to him. He went from one point down. I all remember all of this. I don't know if you, those who followed the news uh, around that time would, would, would remember all of this that was happening. He, this is all correct. He went from one point down to 20 points up and won. How quickly he forgets. This is really sad, you know. This um, this is this is me. Uh, it's not a statement. This is really sad what Mitch McConnell has done, and 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 this just shows that how low people can get, right? How immoral they can get. How they can sell their dignity, their um, everything, uh, just for being empowered. That's how politicians are. And we always, always, always have to remember what Trump said, that I'm not, a, I'm not a politician, I'm a businessman. He was, he was the best opportunity that we could have for this country to be even greater than, than uh, what it is. I don't know what Democrat has, Democrats are doing, but um, how quickly he forgets. Don't be like him, guys. I always try not to be like him. And, 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 I hear from a lot of people around Trump and here and there, I mean, not recently back then when I was following him a little bit more, that he's so loyal to his to his supporters and those people who help him, he never forget. He never forgets. At the same time, he doesn't forget those who betray him. Without my endorsement, McConnell would have lost and lost badly. This is so true. I remember he was not doing well until Trump supported now his numbers are lower than ever before. He's destroying the Republican side of the Senate and is doing seriously hurting it, and in, in so doing seriously hurting our country. This is so true. I just wanted to make some of these points about Trump to remind uh, myself and hopefully you guys make you guys aware and those in Europe being blinded by the leftist media. Go seek truth. Do not listen to the mainstream media. That's why I've never watched, I've never had any cable TV for, uh, I don't know, the last 12 years. Uh, that's one one thing I just wanted to talk about, and it already took 15 minutes of my podcast time. So the other things I tried to make uh, a little bit quicker, quicker points about them. Um, um, I just wanted to talk about Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Biden. So one of the things that uh, I think it was re uh, reported actually by one of the Democrat-leaning um, media that if uh, they, they had there was a polling and they had asked some of the voters uh, if you knew that Hunter Biden's story, uh, which they talked about it right after the election, that is true. Yes, FBI is investigating. I don't know what's happening now because I don't follow any news. If they knew that, they would have voted otherwise. So they wouldn't. They would not have voted for Biden if they knew that Hunter Biden's story is going on and Joe Biden, in uh, air quote, <laughs> the big guy. Uh, was part of the story as well. So that's that's extremely important, right? This is just one example that how they've suppressed suppressed the votes for for President Trump, and 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 they just did. I mean, just this by itself 
And the other the other thing that also came up in the impeachment, and again, I I listen to some independent people, and I hear the news from them because I don't trust the, any media anymore. Um, um, in the world, actually, not just here in the U.S. Basically, there a lot of them are dominated by left leftist views, um, which is okay if they are really progressive and liberal, but they're not. They're just being become, they're just becoming political tools for so that they can move forward, push forward the political agenda. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about this uh, and and knowing this, they just they didn't need to do cheat or do any any uh, water fraud just 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 by itself. Oh, the other thing I just wanted to mention that brought it up was the uh, fine people hoax, right? Is that the Trump has said that the um, the uh, some of the white super, uh, supremacist people they um, they've been there and he called them fine people and during the election during the impeachment they showed that the videos that, that he didn't say that they played the whole complete video I brought this up to a couple of my colleagues when I talked to them and they were they, they went crazy they were like what are you talking about and he said this and that I, was, I mean you cannot talk to people who are this much attached and biased and again cognitively dissociated with the reality uh, that's another point. Just don't want to make it this whole podcast all political, but um, just wanted to mention this. Um, okay, so uh, the other thing that I I saw in the news and I found it interesting and got me thinking was this um, um, FBI agent uh, Daniel Alfin. I don't know if you guys heard about him. He he shot that in action related to child, uh, I guess child pornography or child trafficking and uh, he was part of a mission of FBI that they arrested 900 people uh, I think worldwide and um, so his action he lost his life for uh, saving those children and and tens of children got released after this operation was successfully done but he lost his life I guess another officer also I'm not sure but uh, but but I just I just wanted to mention his name in honor of his name and how and how uh, we talked about low low life people like Mitch McConnell uh, but at the same time we have people like Danny Alphen who's so much committed and is so good and so big uh, soul and morale that he loses his life to save tens of children's lives. And this is this is amazing. I don't know. I mean, I was I was thinking with myself, would I ever do this? I I, I keep saying that um, I don't like. I want to help people. I want to save the world. I want to do big things for for the world, but. You get really um, tested for these things. You get really challenged for these things that you're claiming you will do when you get actually doing it, when you get to choose doing it, right? He, Daniel Alfin probably knew what's, what, what he's going to get involved in, but he, but he still he did it, probably despite all the threats and all the intimidation he might have he might have received probably his colleagues would have told him that oh daniel you know you don't have to do this you know we don't uh, we don't have to care uh you know but he did it so i've been thinking i'm not that courageous i'm not that brave but he's he's been amazing um 
um, may he rest in peace and just let's remember him. If you want to know more about him, you can Google him and see what a great man he's been. And uh, he's a he's a real hero. And and it's because of the people like him that the world is still beautiful and peaceful and going on. Um, okay, the other things I'm going to talk about aren't, aren't going to be that long. But um, the other day I was remember. Do you guys remember the first time that you, uh, I guess the, the younger generation would not remember them, uh, maybe because they are born with high-speed Wi-Fi internet. But I just, I was thinking when I when I got my first computer in Iran, um, it was, uh, how long ago? Um, it was probably, um, probably 20 years ago. 19, 20 years ago, and um, back then the the internet that we had there was through the phone uh, cable and was called dial-up connections, 24k. I don't know if you guys remember. It would make that loud uh, sound to to connect, but the whole process was so joyful and exciting. I don't know if anyone remembers anything like like that. Those who are probably around my age. And I remember um, there was this um, uh, chatting application or uh, sort of chatting service, sort of like a Yahoo Messenger or the thing that we have WhatsApp. But it was in a very, very basic form. It was just a window where you would just, you know, send a message to the um, to the basically to the outside world knowing just hoping that for example you could you could send a message to someone in the US i think or europe you could you could choose the region where it was just sending sending the message out and then you keep waiting for some kind of feedback some kind of signal back it's it's kind of like you're communicating to the uh, to the outside out of out of space kind of aliens or kind of um, it's, it's like, uh, here, uh, some, um, some scientists and some, um, astrologists and scientists, they, they send signals and they always wait to catch any kind of signal back in the movies, in the sci-fi movies, you will see that some signals are coming back. They get so excited that they're communicating. It was kind of like that. So one day I, I remember I did it and, uh, uh, the first day, I guess I didn't get any anything back. It was again. I'm saying it was the very first days of these things, in a very very basic form. It was, and and one day uh, I got a message back. Hello there, something like that. And then we started, and and it would take forever <laughs> for the message to go through. It's it wasn't like what's what we are having. So you would you would keep waiting, and you get uh, you would uh, you would get uh, another message back. So that communications was amazing. The feeling, the feeling that I experienced. So they say that the. Uh, uh, the, uh, the first time you do things, uh, uh, you you feel the most joy and excitement, and that's how it felt. And it was an amazing feeling. I don't know if anyone can relate to my experience, but um, if you do, just think about it. When was the first time that you used internet, especially around 20 years or 15 years or 18 years ago, 15 to 20 years ago? Uh, so that's another thing that... Uh, uh, I had in mind and, uh, that I just wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to finish with uh, a couple more points. 
Um, so one thing I, I was listening to, Elon Musk was invited on Joe Rogan's show. Uh, I ha I don't listen to him much recently because he's he just invites these MMA fighters and they talk about. You know, I feel it feels like they're they're just there for themselves and don't care <laughs> about the listeners if they they're gonna like it or not. I mean, overall that that's that's the reason that he's been successful. But uh, sometimes it gets just too much. It's back to back he invites MMA fighters and that really there's not a lot of audience for that. It's very specific targeted audience. So. Um, but anyway, he invited Elon Musk and they, they kept talking and he asked him about um, the aliens and UFOs and the if there are lives on other planets. They, talk, they kept talking about Mars and how he would like it to be interplanetary kind of um, uh, life in the future for us, for the humans on Earth. So we don't live just here. We can travel between the planets and um, starting with Mars. Mars. And he said he made a really interesting statement that I would like to share with you guys. And I think it, it makes a lot of sense. And he said that uh, he, he, so Joe Rogan asked him, what's the meaning of life? And he thought and said, well, we don't know yet. And we are not, he said that we are not asking the right questions um, from this uh world around us or we're not asking life the right questions to know to 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 know the meaning of life and then he said that well what i'm doing with my spacex or starlink and other projects he's working on is that if we uh, ex expand the scale and the scope of our consciousness we will be able to ask better questions and once we ask those questions about this life and about this world we're living in by that we will be able to maybe hopefully understand the meaning of life i think that's a very good statement he made some statements uh business statements that like china is doing really well <laughs> i didn't like that part in terms of environmental thing like just just go to china and like look at the weather <laughs> and and see how well they're doing just look at the this the um this um this Wuhan or uh, coronavirus and see how, how well they did. And uh, there's nothing uh, racist about saying that. It's, the Wuhan is where it's coming from. Many believe that it came from the lab as well in Wuhan, but of course it's being censored and um, uh, faked by, by the mass media. Uh, that was a very interesting statement. So I just wanted to talk about, uh, to mention it, and uh, maybe keep you guys thinking. I think uh, I think it makes a lot of sense because uh, we, uh, we with, within our limited scope and scale of our understanding of this this life, we may not be able to see more. So, but if we can uh, um, expand this, that our understanding, we will be able to better understand what's happening in this life. Um, I love cinema. I don't have mentioned it before. Um, so I was, I don't watch a lot of movies, not in that sense, but I, I like making movies and I've done it before and I watch every now and then good movies when I, when I get a chance. One of the movies that I wanted to mention today, uh, in this podcast is, uh, the movie, my octopus teacher on Netflix. Um, it's it's an amazing. It's kind of related. They actually uh, interesting that uh, I got these points next to each other, but they're related to what Elon Musk has said. 
that um, the guy um, the guy dives uh, in the water close. It's in, uh, I think it's in uh, South Africa, and he he tries to make connections with with an octopus. And he finds that octopus so intelligent and they, they, the octopus teaches him lessons. He's been through a difficult time. And during that time and, and making that connection with the octopus and following him every day for almost a year, I guess, and how it starts and how it ends. It's amazing. I highly recommend it to those who like these kind of things. And if you would like this, so this, this, that gentleman in gentleman in South Africa, that was his way of trying to uh, expand our scale and scope in a different way in his world. Um, uh, and, and there's a, there's a kind of like a force under the water in the ocean it's the interaction, the communication that he makes with the octopus, the filming, the story that he tells is amazing. It's very touching. And I highly recommend it to anyone who uh, who agrees with me on what Elon Musk has said. So I'm, I'm hitting the 29th minute of my podcast. Um, I don't have to go up to the 30 minutes, but I will stop here. Um, I'm very happy that I was able to do this podcast despite all that is going on in my life. I'm a very busy life, but any opportunity that I have, uh, once my thoughts pile up to the point that I'm exploding, my head is exploding, I will let them out of my head, uh, right out of my head. When they're out, I will come and talk about them. Uh, I will come to this podcast and talk about them, uh, uh, and share my thoughts with you guys. With that, it's so lovely to see you all uh, virtually in my head, <laughs> and hope to see you and talk to you guys later. Please uh, make that connections and provide feedback. Bedroom.